Whatever, bro. It's making fun of me because I have a little weed. Wheat. Wheat. Wheat with a T. Oh, T. Wheat. Yeah. Yeah. Wheat with a T. <laughs> Definitely. So I've got a bad, really, really bad memory, so I can't remember exactly what I said on Monday. <laughs> He's a fairly formal goat, but he likes to party. Chase. This is a New England. It's supposed to look like orange juice. <laughs> Probably about time we um, refresh the opening. What do you guys think? We've had some some good stuff, uh, some some gems we could probably put in there lately. Welcome back to Sonder Stories Chapter 14. I'm Justin Neff. I've got Chase Legler, Daniel Schmur, Jeff Parker, and Luke Shropshire all here with me. Luke here. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, bro. <laughs> Anybody else want to take over under on how many... How many minutes it is before Luke talks about Dreifentine? <laughs> Today we're talking about All In Saison. It's, um, it's our, our Saison. It's been on tap for a couple of weeks now. It's a beer that people seem to really be gravitating towards in our tap room. And uh, we figured we just wanted to share a little bit about the story here with you all today. So um, somebody, uh, Jeff, Luke, Chase, one of you, why don't, we, why don't we just dive right in to the beer itself and what is it about this beer that makes it a Saison? Um, so all in, um, I guess really to make it a Saison, like I guess you could, if you want to get really technical, I guess it's not technically a Saison because it wasn't brewed for the farm hands back in the day for what a Saison was traditionally for. To be honest with you, for me to just, just qualify this as a saison is more just kind of like the phenolics that we have uh, coming out of the beer, um, on top of using a specific strain of yeast that is known to be used by famous saison producers itself. Um, but we also try to st- follow the style guidelines, um, doing a lot of white wheat, pilsner, um, and trying to keep it traditional um, to what a saison really was when it was produced um, back in the day. Daniel, why don't you talk a little bit about it? When we released this beer a couple of weeks ago for New Tap Tuesday, you were the featured representative of Sonder to tell a little bit about not only this beer, but the background on the style, and then you did it again. You were able to, to share that again with our team this past week at our sales and marketing meeting. Why don't you share that with our, with our listeners here? Yeah. Um, Saisons are, it's interesting, is for a lot of things that... Um, that we find that we're drinking now and particularly like old like germanic belgian european uh, beer wine spirits whatever it is sometimes they're almost like mistakes or trying to cover, be cover-ups or um, something to make something palatable and i would say this is what this is um, so saisons uh, originally if they had dirty water things that you cannot potentially have um, you know to drink that would be safe to drink that could cause you know any kind of disease sickness um, what a lot of brewers would do which touch or luke uh, touched on earlier is they would use that water and then make beer out of it. Um, but the thing is, it didn't really terribly taste too all too good. Um, it'd be usually lower alcohol. They would use other spices, flowers that they would have um, around in the farm uh, to make for their uh, for for their farm hands, uh, which is pretty pretty cool. So um, traditional saisons way back in the day were about two and a half, three and a half percent alcohol or so. Um, nowadays, you're finding them to be a little bit more higher. So, but the the American style, I guess you could say, the Americanized style of saisons are coming more in that six six and a half percent alcohol range. Um, this particular one, when 
uh, Chase was talking about what you know kind of style that we want to do. We're talking about alcohol percentage base, what we want to do. I would say six and a half. Um, I think that's a sweet spot for saisons, in my opinion. You know, because you do get some nice sweetness, a little bit more body, um, but you can still have some of the nice you know yeasty like characteristic that you expect for the flavor profile. And it was kind of interesting is when we first tapped this, uh, Matt, who's one of the um, one of my really good friends and also works on the brew house, um, brought me and gave me a sample. He's like, "What do you think the alcohol percentage is?" And uh, I'm like, "It's probably six and a half." And because uh, that's what I expect saisons to be, and then I was right at six and a half. And I'm like, oh, it "Wasn't me being cool or knowing exactly what it was?" So that's what I suggested to be, and that's what exactly Chase and uh, Luke were hitting on that. So. <laughs> It's, uh, I, I think it's a really cool style. Um, for, for this particular beer, um, it, it, to me, I, I think it's a great domestic interpretation of the Belgian Saison. As soon as you put your nose to it, uh, you get that Belgian characteristic on the nose right away. Um, you know, it tends to that banana clove uh, on the nose. You get some nice, nice um, just spiciness on the nose. Um, nice little bit of sweetness, um, but incredibly balanced, too. And again, going back to this, I say this all the time, beating a dead horse. It is very balanced, like almost every single beer that we make. On the, uh, for, for the yeast that we use, it was Saison uh, um, Stein's Monster, which is from Omega. So it's a blend of of a French uh, yeast strain and also a, a Belgian yeast strain. And it also includes um, an enzyme called diastaticus. So I was on the fence whether we should bring this yeast in because diastaticus uh, will basically break down uh, dextrin sugars into simpler sugars and create uh, a little bit further fermentation, uh, which is fine, but the enzyme will linger around in the package and it will kind of continue to break down sugars, which if you have uh, fermentation uptake in the package, it can lead to gushing and overcarbonation, basically. Uh, so we did decide to, to use this yeast strain, and we isolate it pretty well. We usually propagate our yeast up in our yeast brink. We did it in the fermenter and... Um, to kind of keep that yeast strain uh, pretty well isolated. So with that being said, it's it's a pretty dry beer. We also added um, quite a bit of our of our house in-house uh, lactoculture into the kettle as well. Um, that way, it kind of dried down some of that clove and sweetness on the on the back, and it did lead to more of its if it's uh, of its palate. So for us, it was kind of a fun beer to kind of kind of create and you know have a round table about and discuss and kind of come up with the flavor that we were looking for. Well, and then and then off of that came another one of our beers, which uh, we've we've kind of branched into this offshoot series of beers where we take one of our base beers and call it fruited something and add some adjunct flavors, some variants off of that main beer. And in this case, we had fruited all in, which was our base all in saison, and added actual lemons, lemon juice and lavender to it and it's actually it's pretty fun and interesting i tried that beer again yesterday the fruit it all in and i for me not really my jam and when it first came out i was like this is refreshing it's fine i could probably drink four or five ounces of it not really for me uh and i would move on and yesterday i had two pints of it because i was like dang this beer is way different than i expected it to be a lot more refreshing than I expected it to be. Almost uh, spritzy to the point of of complete refreshment. And and I would tip my cap to all of you guys. That that beer is is something that I didn't expect at all, which comes off that base. Correct me if I'm wrong. I remember when uh, when Luke just 
first joined the team, we did an event um, outside. I can't remember which golf course it was. It was uh, it was the the Kings Athletic Boosters Club event at Walden Ponds. What would what, you golf by the way that day? Did you, oh, did you just dominate? Oh yeah, you betcha. <laughs> you, know you scratch it, it bro? Yeah. Did you scratch? Uh, I scratched something. I didn't, my score wasn't a scratch. <laughs> so it, it was funny. We, uh, we, we I mean we weren't brewing at that time frame. Um, and what we did is we were pouring samples essentially as you know Sonder Sonder beer and Luke uh, just joining the team brought a couple of his home brews uh, that he brought by and uh, I think yours was a little bit higher in alcohol if I remember it was like was a seven something like that yeah, like, yeah, a little, little bit higher but it was crazy because like the those flavor profiles are something like are juxtaposed each other pretty pretty easily um lavender's at a flavor profile that i feel like they can just be like all in your face like literally just a little bit like if you put that in ice cream you literally just have a dash in there and it just freaking dominates but it was really cool so we're trying with a bunch of golfers we probably tried it with maybe 60 70 people or so and it's not a flavor profile that you think that most people are golfing you know you want something light refreshing delicate and this is a little higher alcohol i had the lavender people were really freaking liking it i'm not kidding and you could tell right away when you're ch- trying with somebody they'll say they like it because you're talking to them you know but you could tell by their first initial expression yeah. susan like taste yep, it you're right dude everybody was digging it so when i know we were doing this kind of style I'm like with luke within the background of that i'm like it's yeah. gonna be really good I'll be honest with this one. Lavender is a really aggressive um, adjunct to use. You can definitely overshoot it really easily. So I try to go pretty conservative on it. And when I did my final dial in, I actually even backed off even more of what I was originally going to put. I would say, and this isn't nowhere near bad. I think it's actually better. At first, it was incredibly flowery to the point where it was just like, Oof, yeah, that's, a lot of, that's a lot of lavender. Yeah. But if you drink it now, though, actually crushable. The lavender... Sorry. The lavender kind of comes in secondary. The lemon, the lemon juice, the, the the acidity from the lemon literally turns this into an entire different beer. Yeah, and it's, it's interesting, too, because lemon, so not only is, is lavender polarizing, but lemon, if not done appropriately or correctly, can come off almost like pledge. Yes, Or, or exactly. like a, a cleaning soap, and it, and it doesn't in this yeah. case. I, I quite dig it. Overall, it blends really nicely. The lavender, I feel, is more of like a secondary note now. It's now it's pretty heavy lemon rind with the regular characteristics of all in. And then pretty much when you when you finish your first drink and you exhale, you're kind of getting more of that lavender character. It's kind of giving that botanical, and you're like, ooh, it's kind of interesting, you know? So it, it, it's aging very well, is uh, what I would say. Jeff, what are your thoughts on this beer? Yeah. The thing I love about the fruited also is that, uh, you know, I, I don't, like you said, it, it's not overwhelming. I think it contributes a lot to the style. And uh, one of the things I like about this style, like the guys were talking about before, is that, you know, these are old farmhouse ales, and there's so many different representations of them across, you know, across different nations. And I got to go out to uh, Great American Beer Fest with BJ's a few years ago, and they won for, like, a Swedish farmhouse ale where they, they brewed it with, like, whole juniper branches in it. And, and like, sweet. And, like, there's so many different different flavors that can be encompassed in this style, which, which is so cool because I don't think we stray too far from the fruited. Excuse me. Too far from the fruited, uh, or too far from the. Luke is the mic police. I kind of love it. I'm down for it. He's got mic experience, but (laughs) it doesn't stray far. (laughs) Step up to the mic. He plays swords. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But the the different interpretations of the style—it's just fantastic, and I think this is a really good one. 
Yeah, but, I, I, I want to go back to one thing. I don't mean to cut you oh, off. I'm sorry. I want to go back to one thing. <laughs> Daniel, you talked about lavender, and you talked about how if you could add just a little bit to ice cream, then it could be overbearing. You you eat lavender ice cream? You're already, oh, dude, so it's ice legit. cream. You're already eating ice cream. You're eating, you're eating lavender dude, ice cream? it's really freaking Who eats good. Lavender Have you ever had la- lavender lemonade? Uh, no. No, I haven't. So I've never... Good. Dude, there's this place. There's this place up in uh, Columbus. I can't remember. It's a famous ice cream place up in Columbus. Jenny's ice cream. Yeah, maybe? dude. Dude, get it. It's, dude, I love Jenny's ice cream. But when I eat ice cream, I want like chocolate oh, or cookie dough or dude, candy bars. No, dude, uh, I don't. It's I don't want dude, you still gotta get your pint of whatever you're digging, man. But okay. you add that in supplementary of it, it. It's really good, but it is still really potent to it, and there's still not much added to it. <laughs> Did they make a lambic one too? I've not had that one. Is that uh, this this section of the podcast, this portion of the podcast, this hour of the podcast is brought to you by Jenny's ice, ice cream. cream. <laughs> I'll check it out. Dude, 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 Jenny's ice cream's legit. Yeah. By the way, Jenny's, though, Jenny's, if you want to actually sponsor this, that's okay too. I'm down for it. We can we can partner up. Refreshing. We grab can, grab a pint. Yeah, of lavender ice cream. Next hour of the podcast is brought to you by P and P. Yes. Producer, non-producer, Danny Harold. <laughs> Dude, look at him over there. He's like, what are these guys even talking about? Right Dude, he's now? always yeah. working. PMP's <laughs> always working on something. Look at him right now. He's just smiling. And then when it's four, he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's, he's in the... He's in the in Typical the, millennials. <laughs> I walk in, do my work, and I leave. He's right on the, eight hours. He's in the tap room having a pint or six and then <laughs> figuring it out from there, right? We have about, derailed. We're talking about the saison or the saison fruited. We're, we're talking, talking about both. both. Oh, okay. I don't know. Then. It's the same. It's the same base beer. <laughs> well, I know that, but I just didn't know. So, what do you have to say about the saisons, Chase? With saison, saison. Hey, can oh. we talk about something for a second? Is it saison or saison? Saison. Saison. Well, we have a we have a bartender. I won't say who it is. Uh, it's actually, uh, it's actually. Uh, no, 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 no. It's not. It's not. It's not Daniel. We have a bartender who uh, <laughs> came in the day, the day that we tapped all in. I can't. I can't even get this out. I it, to me, I just couldn't. I didn't know how to react because I, I I truly don't know the answer. And Americans, especially this guy here, I'm pointing to myself. I'm like a hillbilly from South Central Indiana, right? Like. I'm a stone's throw from Louisville, hey, get, Kentucky. Get us a Midwesterner real quick. No, no. Yes. Midwesterner. I still see. I can't do it. Midwesterner. Listen. So, so this bartender comes in the day that we tapped the beer, and he said, uh, "I haven't tried the saison yet." And he's like serious as a heart attack. And I, well, you should try it. And I like, I tried not to laugh. I like, well, I won't get you a pour. I go and pour it, and. Uh, He's like, man, this is this is so good. And another one of our staff walks out, and he's like, have you tried the saison? And he's like getting like worse and worse. And I was like, it's like I, I, I don't, I, am I an idiot? Because I just say saison, right? Like saison. I'll have the saison. I see now. I don't even know if I, I don't have any idea. But he like got worse. Like literally each time he said it, it was more pronounced. Like he was from from Paris or something. I was like, oh, I'm I'm really really digging this saison. <laughs> like I don't, I don't think you're saying it appropriately, but I'm probably not either. Do any of you know, Daniel? I feel like this is something you would know. 
Dude, I mean, I'd just go to Saison, man. But, but honestly, though, I'm, I'm about to do the Saison. <laughs> I'm going to go to El restaurant downtown and say, you guys need to have this Saison. Saison? Well, I can see yeah. it being Saison, not Saison, because if you look at Cantillon, it's Cantillon, Cantillon. But they're like, okay, but you're they're like also, French, Brussels. You're also like, like sort too. of German word police, to be fair. Dude, pr- pronounce, pronounce 92 days for us real quick, bro. Me? No, Luke. <laughs> I'm looking at you while you're saying it, though. What's the style? You mean the Hefe Weizen? It is a Hefe. It's Hefe Weizen, yeah. Hefe. The E is a hard A. <laughs> kind of like when you look at Mox Weber, it's actually Mox Weber because the V, that's the a, W is a V. That's so like a Berliner Weizen. It's, it's also, it's called Weinstefan with a W. It's also called Weierman, not Weierman because of the W. And it's also called Bamberg, not Bamberg. Dude. Bamberg. You say Bamberg and it drives you crazy. Dude, dude, listen. Oh, do it. I was, I was with you for everything until you went Bamberg, not Bamberg. I was with you for all of it until right then. At some point, it just comes off as like almost pretentious, even though you're saying it correct in their language. But are you supposed to say it in their language or our language? I just, I don't get it. Like, yeah, you are. I actually am with you on this. I don't know either. It, the only part... It's, res- it's respect to the region that you're trying to exemplify their style, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, it's champagne. It's, but it's now. also respectful to your boss not to correct him, Luke. We're on a different relationship level. <laughs> Chase will take me aside if necessary. All right, that's true. That's, if we know anything, that is true. All right, so what's our, what's our, uh, what's our consensus here? Is it saison? Or is it Saison? Did you guys know that uh, Pepe Le Pew has been banned from like Looney Tunes because it's offensive to the French, I guess? <laughs> Wait, why? Because he's stinky? I guess, I mean... That's not why. Is that the that can't big be buff why. guy? The big oh, buff guy? Oh, wow. Who's Pepe Le Pew? Dude, Pepe Le Pew, the skunk. Who That's asks, not... Who's, uh, who's, who, who falls in love with the, uh, the cat who he looks like a skunk. super inappropriate with all the Dude, female cats around that's not, town. Oh, that's oh, that probably why? more why. Because no. he's basically like a he pimp, like, right? Oh, no. And they're all running away. And he's like, oh, so it's because oh, the French are like uh, sexual predators or something? Whoa, <laughs> whoa. That is not the opinion of Sonder Brewing. We are editing this out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, I don't think they should have banned. And uh, uh, what's the, the Texan guy, too? <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's, oh uh, you're somebody Sam? Yeah, you're somebody Sam. Uh, they they banned him. not banned, right? Yeah, he is. Why is he banned? Well, I, I well that, like, is that because um, of guns? Something. Who is the fast little mouse? <laughs> what? Oh, uh, Tom and Jerry? Mighty, Mighty Mouse. No. Tom and like, Jerry. No, they're talking. Dude, Tom and Jerry was yeah, not Looney Tunes. Yeah, under the man. Yeah. That's Acme. Acme cartoons. No, no, no. Yeah, Looney Tunes. What did you just say? Under the under the Back back when oh, that's, that's back when the Nelly. world back when everything was still just for fun. Yeah, that's a good mashup. <laughs> that's a very different conversation. Well, poo, a poo got banned from The Simpsons. A poo? Winnie the Pooh? No, a, a poo. Quickie Mart. Oh, Quickie Mart. Okay. Yeah. yeah, you. It's gone. I wanna I wanna partially apologize to our have, listeners, have but I also don't that? because can we actually just this, like yeah this sucks. I don't people hear me talking about. Them. Wait, why? No, this so is people what, be like, oh, I don't like that. This is what people want to hear. I, I feel like we've gone past the politically correct line. <laughs> That's probably true. Dude, my favorite, uh, my favorite is that Luke straight up just called Chase out. It's like, you say Bamberg. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Chase. <laughs> That's the best part. I, did, I apologize. I didn't mean it that way. Dang it. Luke, it's okay. Don't get sensitive. 
It's okay. Well, now I'm going to apologize to Chase in the office later. I know you are. So does Luke. <laughs> or so does Chase. Yeah, you're going to apologize. <laughs> Luke's going to apologize to Luke. All right. Let's wrap up. Tell everyone a reason why they should try All In Saison. We're going to go around the table. Chase, you got to start. Why should somebody try All In Saison? It's refreshing. Okay. That's a good answer. Daniel. I think it's an, an truly and actually good domestic Saison. Okay. JP. Uh, it's a great, refreshing, versatile beer. Take you through the summer. It's a new style that'll kind of get your non-drinkers into the style and, you know, really uh, satisfy your uh, drinkers of the style. Okay. A lot. Um, I'd recommend it because, um, especially with our sour program starting to ramp up, there's going to be quite a bit of saisons that are going to be done in the mixed fermentation. I believe ferm- you mean saison. Saisons that will be done in the mixed fermentation um, technique and it's going to kind of let you see the difference between barrel age with bread and the lesser mouthfeel versus a traditional uh, saison but also i'd also recommend trying the and pretty much all of our fruited in variants too because that's kind of a small preview of some of the things i might or may not be doing with our barrel program okay uh basically what luke just said was i pretty much would recommend you try every beer in our tap room Pretty much what I'd recommend. The fruited ends. So cucumber, lavender, lemons. You might see that pop in a barrel down in the future. You don't know. Man, heck yeah. Prepare yourself. Uh, I'd recommend trying this beer because I think it's a style that a lot of breweries take a different interpretation of, especially here domestically. And I think a lot of people, uh, you know, what probably 98, 99% of America has never been outside the country, let alone uh, to a country maybe that has done this beer in their native land. And so a lot of people's only experience with Saison uh, is here in the, this country, in the States, and just about everyone does a little bit differently. And so I'd recommend trying it because this is our take on it, and uh, it's the way that we did this, and, and, and I, really, I really dig it. And I agree with Luke. You should absolutely try the lemon lavender version because it's, it's very good. Um, oh, shit. I'm empty. Daniel's empty, Luke's empty, and we're supposed to toast. They're empty. The uh, mouth was Speedy Gonzalez. Uh, ah, Speedy Gonzalez. Yep, Speedy yes. Gonzalez. That's it. Thank you. I haven't decided if that's going to make the podcast. Yeah, fantastic for it. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. <laughs> and uh, thanks for joining us every week. Uh, P&P, thanks for being you, buddy. Katie? Thanks for being you. Katie's been in the background this whole time. You guys are toasting without me. I'm, I'm speaking. Uh, thanks to all of you. Um, and uh, we'll, we'll see you next week. Cheers.